Hey guys, this is Bonnie C of the Creative Preneur Podcast. Through this podcast, I aim to bring you interviews from some of the most inspiring small-scale entrepreneurs in the creative industry, talking all things photography, fashion, tech, and business. So if you want to gain insight, become inspired, and learn valuable tools to create your dream life, as well as bring your side hustles to life, then this is the podcast for you. Hello guys, Bonnie here. It has been a while since I have recorded an episode, but I am back and super excited to uh, get into podcasting again. I think it's been almost a year since my last episode and I am sorry for anyone who has missed it, but yeah, I'm really keen to get back into this and interviewing some really cool creatives and see how they have been, you know, handling this change in the world that we have been going through and what they are doing with their careers now. Um, So in today's episode, I am interviewing Matt Joes, who is an amazing time-lapse photographer and also has an incredible array of um, passive income businesses and other little channels of income, um, which he is now kind of like turned into his main business. So yeah, I think we have a really interesting chat, which gives a lot of information on building um, passive income for creatives. And yeah, I think it's just an awesome, motivating, inspiring chat um, with a lot of helpful info. So I'm super excited to have interviewed him for this episode and yeah I think it's really great so let's just get into it before I ramble too much and I hope you enjoy. Hey Matt and welcome to my podcast good to have you here. Good morning great to be there good evening good morning I guess depends <laughs> yes, on good afternoon for me. where you're listening from. Very good morning to you. <laughs> what is the time there? 4 28 p.m. Okay, mm-hmm. I, that's earlier than I thought. It's 7 uh, seven thirty here. I got up at 6.30 for this oh. podcast and that's the earliest I've gotten up in, I want to say years. Probably not really, but... Well, I appreciate yeah. it. You must have been running on... All for you, Bonnie. Daylight savings just ended for us, so if it had been last week when I think we organised it prior, yeah, it would have yeah. been the hour forward. Anyway, I yes. appreciate you getting up early for me. I'm very happy to be here, very excited <laughs> to actually talk to you for the first time ever, I believe. I like with, you know, voice, not text on Instagram. Yes, exactly. <laughs> not in DMs in real life. Although I've heard your voice many times because I've watched your videos, but it probably hasn't oh, gone the you. other way around. <laughs> so, you know. well, yeah. I mean, I watch your stories. Um, I suppose. I don't talk much do you do, on them. Do you do YouTube stuff as well? Oh, uh, I have, I, I, I have, know. but look, I'm talking like 500 views, so it's not, yeah. it's not like. I mean, that's, <laughs> these are views, man. <laughs> I suppose if I put 500 people in a room and go, oh my God, you guys don't watch that's, this vlog, I would be like, I whoa. visualize stuff as well, and, and it's such a good like, I don't even know what 500 people look like, but I'm sure that if you yeah cram them in a room or a little, um, like a little conference hall, or whatever, mm. that's uh, that's a good good crowd. That's true. We really should pay more like appreciation to ourselves because if you think in reality, like someone would say 500 views on a YouTube video is nothing. That's shit. You know, you're doing terrible. But really, mm. put them in a room. That's pretty fucking yeah. great. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, exactly. Oh yes, that. we can swear. We can swear. That's good. Oh Fuck. well. <laughs> It's always, yeah, I forgot to ask. Usually I ask, like, hey, can I square? Swear, because why do I keep saying square? Because <laughs> usually I do. But um, some people are like, no, don't. It, uh, you know, demonetizes and sponsorships. And this and well, that. I'm oh, not. Nice. This podcast it is, is not monetized or sponsored. And it has about 500 <laughs> no, no. listeners. So and know. it never will be because you keep swearing on it. <laughs> exactly. But that's not the point. I don't know how people make money really with podcasts anyway, unless they get millions of 
downloads. Yeah, I guess like this. It's not like on YouTube with pre pre roll ads or mid roll ads. It's just sponsorships, right? You sign up for like yeah, I don't yeah. know, x amount of integrations. But I, I don't know. I started a podcast years ago. I did one episode, and then I was like, you know what? I actually, don't like doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? That's I, kind I got of a whole fun. YouTube channel for it. It's got like twelve hundred subscribers, and I just fell out of love with the thing with doing it straight away because I kept being a bit of a perfectionist, which is something uh. that haunts many many of us creators, I think, forever. But I just like kept tweaking it and tuning it to the point that I didn't enjoy like having to prep for it. And I also wasn't in a great um, like physical space for it. But I, I might mm. be able to restart it now. But mm. I just started a new YouTube channel. So I need to focus on that more. But another one. We can talk about oh that my, later. Yeah, we can talk about that later. Because I'm like, why yeah. do you need so many? <laughs> Surely one's the right way. Yeah, but, you know, I know. I'm I know. sure you will I have. I just love YouTube. <laughs> well, that's kind of like a <laughs> podcast, but even better. So maybe, you know, just do the interviews yeah. there. Um, But anyway, considering we're rambling, let's start talking about something more specific. And we shall start at the very beginning. And I guess, please tell me in a nutshell, kind of your journey from the beginning until now, or like maybe till just before the pandemic and all that craziness happened, and then we can get into the transformation. So I was born at a very young age. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Starting off, uh, skip forward a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. No, so I'm okay. People may, I mean, probably have picked up the accent. I am, I am Australian, but I am actually Belgian. Uh, I've only been Australian for a year and a bit now. um, Oh, so you uh, are actually a citizen. Yeah, I became a citizen last year on my final trip back to Oz. And Um, then you left. That's not the. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But look, I'm I'm glad I I'm glad I got it in that trip. Absolutely. I I would have probably lost the opportunity to be able to do it within the next couple of years. And Mm. poor long. I mean, we all know how complicated it is to become a a resident, let alone a citizen in uh, in this beautiful country. Well, I don't know how hard um, it is. I was born with it, luckily, but. I can imagine. Privilege, privilege <laughs> right there. Yet I don't have the Europeans, <laughs> so you know. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, true. Anyways, so in 2013, mm. I uh, moved from Belgium to Australia because I was uh, pre that move. I went through uh, quite a lot, like a bit of personal uh, heartbreak, um, depression. Uh, I, I lost a very good friend of mine in an accident. So like in hindsight, like really a really deep trauma um, and undiagnosed uh, issues that that came from that. But I decided to to clear my mind from all that or try to at least um, travel to Australia. On that trip, I met a girl. I was like, wow, she's fantastic. I want to know what happens if (laughs) I see more of her. (laughs) I was in Belgium at the time, so I quit my job um, and finished my my two or three months I had to do still then big big work project. And then I just on a whim, I was like, frick it, let's let's go to Australia. So in 20, late 2013, I arrive, and by that time, I was doing a lot of time-lapse photography as kind of like a hobby and a little bit of work, mm-hmm. like small amounts of commercial work here and there, uh, mostly at festivals in Belgium. Belgium's a pretty pretty good festival country, um, and I worked on some of those projects, and then I made a little showreel about my you know time-lapse and hyperlapse stuff. A hyperlapse is like a niche type of time-lapse where the camera moves between each photo. Um, but yeah, I land in Australia. I don't really know anyone. I know like two people and obviously Amelia, um, who whose family kindly let me stay with them for what was going to be two weeks. Spoiler alert, I stayed for two years. <laughs> Thanks, fam. Very nice. <laughs> Cheap rent. Um, but that allowed me to save up for my residency application, etc. But yeah, arrive in Australia with a fair amount of time-lapse knowledge uh, and a little bit of experience. And then some people... 
uh, got to know what I did and took me under their wing. Uh, Abraham Joff's one of them. Um, at the time, he's he he was doing a lot of wedding films with Untitled Filmworks, his company. Now he's doing more documentary stuff all over the world. Really cool stuff. Mm. But yeah, I I started to do a little bit of commercial time lapse work, which was something that I never expected to to happen because like the nature of time lapse is you know you need a ton of gear mm. and you need to travel to a cool spot and you need to set up all that gear you need to know how to shoot because it's quite complex with the whole workflow mm -hmm. then you sit there for a couple hours or you know depending on your shot uh, could be you know an hour or, or much more then you have to travel back home and, and pack everything up and offload all your data and edit all these footage footage footages photos <laughs> and then export it and wait for the export and all of this time energy and money results in like 10 seconds of video because yeah. that's what time lapse is you speed up time all this stuff goes into that so in my mind you know before i i, I came here as i was like or i came to australia i was like How, who's gonna pay for this like there's no yeah, way i can ever make money niche. yeah it's so niche and like how will i ever monetize this i was like i don't think mm. it's possible but then, you know, it turns out you meet the right people uh, with the right budgets and the right visions. And, and they know that that's the only way you can get this kind of footage. So mm -hmm. through people like Abraham and, and others, I managed to start doing a little bit of commercial time lapse work here and there. And also thanks to Amelia's family letting me stay there for cheap. I mm -hmm. managed to, yeah, start generating an income as a freelancer, as a sole trader in, in Sydney. So while all that was happening, I was also sharing most of what I did on, on Instagram, uh, you know, sharing my videos and, and, and on YouTube as well. I've been doing YouTube for half my adult life, I think, since, since 2007, um, quite wow. long, just uploading videos about like travel and little travel films and, and time-lapse tutorials and mm. do's and don'ts. And um, I'm still doing that to this day. I, I, I'll never quit YouTube because I really mm. enjoy the, the, the phenomenon that is YouTube, I guess. And it's a different yeah. type of social media platform. Anyways, I then, um, yeah, start making a bit of money and, and start sharing stuff on social media and get picked up more and more on social media, like BuzzFeed wrote about me. And then um, I had some other, like Australian Geographic wrote about some of my storm footage. Uh, I was picking up a lot of tourism work and like, you know, hotels and, and destinations. Um, people like Lauren Bath, who I'm sure you know, who was chatting to this morning about my lower back pain. <laughs> um, she gave me a little bit of work here and there as well. And and yeah, slowly but surely, I was, you know, making decent money, uh, you know, over six figures in a year, invoicing just time lapse work and, wow. and like travel videos and That's stuff. Crazy. And I was, I had to pinch myself, and I still yeah. really have to pinch myself. The fact that I, I managed to pull that off, coming from a mm. hobby, telling everyone that I'll never be able to do this for a living because of you know aforementioned reasons, mm. and then it's a career. And then so my career's going splendidly, you know, yeah. exquisite times down under um really loving life love sydney it's my favorite place in the world yeah i get to travel the world um i have so many friends a professional network great clients so you know canon google microsoft mm -hmm. samsung um all these these massive massive brands that everyone knows i was working with them regularly and and then all of a sudden amelia who i moved to australia mm -hmm. for uh, she's like i want to live and work in london for a bit mm -hmm. and i was like oh yeah. Um, cool. I was like, the only positive there is that's close to my family in Belgium and my yeah. friends there. But the negatives, you know, endless lists. I, I don't know anyone in London. I don't know the city. I know mm. there's heaps of other time lapsers there. Competitions mm. like intense. No professional network, no social network, um, but excited. And, mm -hmm. and I realized at that time when, when I was freaking out about it and I was like super anxious, um, 
so for reference i think this was 2018 start of 2018 that she mentioned that mm -hmm. um and she's a lawyer so she can work in australia and then it's the same legal system here so she only had to do something to like swap over and, and be able to do that and she could um her work could transfer her so that was all good but for me i was like oh my god i'm, I'm dying of anxiety again. and stress mm. um have to start from scratch again like this competition and and yes, I haven't, you know, established following online, but that's only, you know, we all know how finicky that can be and how that can kind of disappear on a whim, right? Yeah. So with all that happening, I did realize like, whoa, I'm anxious as hell about all this. And I am so, uh, yeah, like nervous. And I realized this is so far out of my comfort zone. And that's when I realized you've done this before when you moved to Australia and you didn't know anyone and, and all this. And that worked out. And it, the, the biggest bonus the biggest benefit of doing something like that is it puts you in like survival mode of mm -hmm. you have to mm -hmm. like if you're gonna follow along and if you're deciding to do it you have to put in this time and energy and effort and 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 that's what i did um and so combination of things happened but i decided to um to split up my my income i guess or, or my, my income strategy or whatever you want to call it i was like mm. i have a lot of knowledge about time lapse um and i think it's time to to capitalize on that more mm -hmm. so my sister amy is a fantastic business coach and a, oh and i follow her she is <laughs> she's just absolutely killing it yes um, very smart um i actually i've got her mug here right now too. i knew where Perfectly i'd seen that perfect. before <laughs> seen that so yeah that's amy. Yes, but she um she helped me because i I'm skipping over a lot of stories of like um, inspiration for like, how can I make money smarter, not harder? Like, how mm -hmm. do I not exchange my limited time for a limited amount of money everywhere? Like what's scalable and what's location independent, all these mm -hmm. important things. She helped me clarify that and visualize like a clear path, mm -hmm. like what I had to do. Um, and now fast forward a few years, I've sold, I don't know how many eBooks, quite a few. <laughs> I'm working on a time-lapse video course. I now have a print book as well, self-published. Mm. I'm not sure if we're publishing this as video, but this is Passive Income for Creators by Matthew Vanderpute, second edition, very fun little book. Yeah, very cool. And so now I've got this established framework that I call the Passive Income System built on five pillars. And the goal of this book was obviously, this is all based on what I did with my time-lapse knowledge, how I sold that as an ebook and, and packaged that and how I used my website and affiliate programs and stuff to generate this passive income system. Um, but I use all that experience uh, and all the data from that as well to create a new book about how I did that because mm. time-lapse photography and how to do that, that's valuable for people that want to do time-lapse photography. Of course. But knowing how to set up an income system that generates money for you while you sleep or while you work on other things, like that is so much more valuable to so many more people. Absolutely. So that's yeah. why I've decided to kind of branch out, not just like I'm Matthew or Matt Joes, as I'm known online, the time-lapse photographer, but I also want to be known as that, that guy that helps other creatives or creators um, look at their business in a smarter way and it helps them monetize it in, in ways that are, mm. again, scalable and, and location independent because I was mm. confronted with this thing. Like, I don't have any clients in London. Uh, how am I going to make money? So... I really had to, you know, kick it into the next gear. And from that system now over the last two years, I think I've made, if we just look at the two years since the start of my time-lapse ebook selling, mm. I think it's like 70 or 75,000 US dollars. Wow. Almost entirely based off of ebooks, which are PDFs, wow. which you can type up in 
text edit pretty much. <laughs> I mean, don't so, do that. Make it look pretty, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, and I did. I did have some help from my buddy Dave um, Katag to um, mm. to format it and make it look nice and stuff. But yeah, so the beauty of this this passive income system is anyone can do it. All you need is like a bit of knowledge about a certain subjects that is in a niche that mm. is interesting enough so that people want to know more about it. And you gotta you gotta be able to to be searchable. You gotta be able to be found. But yeah, mm. the beauty here is. This is completely on the side of all commercial time-lapse work or, or video work or any other stuff. So this passive income system now is generating enough money for me to be able to survive a pandemic where there is zero commercial work. Like my last mm -hmm. commercial job was for Samsung in, in San Fran um, at the start of last year in January and February wow. uh, with Sam Evans. Like that is the last bit of commercial time-lapse work wow. I've done, but I've managed to survive. And almost thrive. I'd say thrive as well uh, through this this crazy, crazy year that we're wow. still going through. Um, thanks to those five pillars yeah. in the passive income system. I mean, yeah, that's so <laughs> amazing. Like I myself am a huge fan of passive income <laughs> and mm -hmm. like diversifying income and stuff. And obviously I've done my own kind of versions of that through my app and presets and yep. other sort of stuff. But I feel like a lot of the development I did on that has kind of lucked its way in. Like I couldn't tell you five pillars <laughs> that I followed to like develop this and kind of bring this in. So it's really kind of like awesome how you've actually been able to develop this system that will, you know, hopefully anyone can read and adopt. Yeah, it's that's I mean, it's funny you say that, like the clarity for me came when I decided to pour everything in an Excel sheet and was like, what am I actually making from mm. like these random Amazon affiliate referral income um, uh, links, um, making a bit of ad money from YouTube. There's like a couple of ads running on my site. Like, what am I making? And then yeah. the first time I poured that all into a, a spreadsheet, I was like, damn, that's actually, that's well over a thousand dollars a month. Um, and Patreon as well at the time was, was generating much more for me. Um, but yeah, that all of a sudden, I realized that this data is very important and, mm. and structure as well. So I was like, how do I explain? Like I had to solidify it more to be able to sell the idea. Like you can't just mm -hmm. write down what I all, you know, just spent like 10 minutes talking about as a ramble. You can't sell that. You have to have something that's structured. Yeah. So that's why I call it a framework. That's why there's five pillars. There's many more pillars that you can obviously add to it, but the, the mm -hmm. five pillars in this book or in, in my strategy, I guess, are things that I have the data for. Uh, mm. So with the book, you also get like, um, I think it's 10 months worth of like a monthly insights document for, for the, I should add the two last months for that year as well. But I show you like this, this month, we had a good performance on this pillar because of reasons X, Y, Z. And we had a launch month for a new product and that's why that number is high. Um, but yeah, it is important to, to have the data. So because that, that helps with the structure. And mm. if, you're, if you've got a solid structure or, or you know the structure, then you can build more on that. Um, I'd love to hear more about how you've monetized like your app and, and how that all came to be. Like maybe not on this, sure. on this podcast, but it's something I've always wondered because that is so in line and you see more people do it. And I think the biggest, I mean, obviously the most popular thing we've all seen is like, you know, selling Lightroom presets, which mm -hmm. uh, I've never done up until recently. I'm launching a a time-lapse editing preset pack and a love pack all in the same like soon-ish I'm working on it nice but um yeah. 
it is a very very simple um very product, simple yes very and it, it is almost like the the embodiment of one of the, of the first pillar which is digital products yeah um, 100%. you create something that has no delivery fees or shipping costs or shipping time or mm -hmm. personnel or warehouse issues any of that it's digital the mm -hmm. profit margin is everything, everything. <laughs> <laughs> there's no costs it's a especially 100%. if you're selling it on your own platform yeah yeah um like i'm still paying for shopify and i just bought a kajabi oh, yeah. license so i'm paying paying for that because that's you know i'm planning on building out extra courses and yeah but um that's that's just the beauty and i mean mm -hmm. but the thing is like i think what a lot of people this is why i aim it at creatives because most creatives that would buy something like this this book or this guide they know enough but maybe know enough about this to know that they don't know enough about it but yeah. at least they're knowledgeable enough to take the next step and i think that is a sign that you're already in a position or at a, a place in time in your career where um you're knowledgeable knowledgeable enough about everything else to be able to create mm. something of value to other people because that's what it comes down to it's value yeah i was um, about to say do you think that the people who are reading this book need to have a following or you know like they need i guess you kind of need an audience but i mean how much can helps. this be applied to uh, you know someone who's a photographer with less experience but looking to broaden their income you know i think oh, depends like you don't necessarily need experience but you need to have some form of authority at least or you need to know mm -hmm. what you're talking about like mm -hmm. i'd like to you know break the illusion that you can make money by doing nothing and and providing no value to anyone you have to mm -hmm. you have to add something to the conversation right so my first thing was i know so much about time lapse because i've mm -hmm. been doing it for so long so i can i can uh, write down everything i know and sell that knowledge right uh someone like you you could you could write a guide on like how to shoot I mean, you could write so many guys like how to shoot uh, in <laughs> golden hour from the, the time. beach. <laughs> I've started many I mean, times yeah. and not yeah. finished ever. <laughs> you could you could write the ultimate uh, beach photography guide, for example. Okay, you know, yeah. That could be that could be a, a, a PDF we can we can bang out like right now. Um, but <laughs> like you don't to, to go back to the uh, to that question. That's actually that would be a really fun experiment. Like, can we make? you a digital product line that you can sell and, and monetize oh my god we should forever, do it and like follow the process and then you can prove that your book works if you like what you hear let <laughs> us know in the comments or whatever and then we can get no one listens to this time. podcast just kidding <laughs> i hope they will <laughs> maybe you promote it on your no, channel and sure. people will listen <laughs> yeah oh, always always but the thing um before i forget my train of thought yeah. so you're asking about like do you need a following for this Mm -hmm. no um but if you do want to follow there's also a chapter on how i approach social media mm. um but the the thing is my i forget this the exact stat but it's in the book my traffic um mo oh, what was it it's like 11 percent of the traffic to my shop or or to those products comes from social media okay so 89 or, or wow. even if it's like 70 percent of, of the traffic comes from organic search uh, on on Google or other search engines, um, wow. or on YouTube, which is a massive search engine as well that people don't realize. I think it's the second biggest search engine. Right. But so, so these people are searching what, how to shoot time lapses. Yeah, exactly. Example. How to do a time lapse? Um, how to make a time lapse with iMovie is one of my latest big performing videos that I made pur purposefully for oh. this strategy oh. because I found this gap in the time lapse world of like the only video that was getting a lot of views about how to time lapse with iMovie was honestly just a shit video so i was like let me make a video like that and then i write a blog 
post about it as well with the instructions. And I linked the blog to the video and the video is linked to the blog. Um, and within 24 hours, I was hitting um, page one on Google. Now it's literally one wow. of my top performing blog posts and YouTube videos. And of course, in that blog post and under that YouTube video, you'll find links to mm. download a, a free guide to time lapse. And then with that download, you get into my newsletter automation, mm -hmm. which is like, hey, welcome to the Matt Joe's newsletter. It's now called something else. I need to reset these automations. But that drip feeds you a lot of value, a lot mm -hmm. of knowledge, a lot of information. I'm like, wow, this is great. Matt's giving away all this free stuff. And then at the end, it's like, by the way, if you're you know, serious about time lapse, check out my ebook or mm -hmm. in the near future, check out my video course. And so this is a fully automated thing that, that just keeps on keeps on trucking. So the more of this type of evergreen content and timely content that you, you put out there on the internet, so across social media as well, but mostly on your website and make sure that it's op optimized for SEO, people will find it if what you make is good, right? Again, yeah. value. If what you make isn't valuable to anyone, how can you expect to make money from it? Because mm -hmm. that equation, like value is money, like people provide people with value, they will or they can make money if they put in the right systems. Um, but yeah, so to go back to that original question, do you need a following on social media? No, you don't at all. Mm -hmm. um, it helps, mm -hmm. but it's it's quite low. As you would know, it's, it's low to convert uh, Instagram followers to money. Yeah. It's very tricky. The highest conversion is uh, email marketing, which is why I started my newsletter mm -hmm. years ago as another part of the strategy of how do you sell products or, or stuff like that. Mm. So, I mean, my newsletter isn't that big. It's just over three and a half thousand um, subscribers, but it's got between 30 and 40% open rate, Wow, which is apparently really mm. freaking high. My email list um, is dead in the water. <laughs> well, do I've a, never do been a, able to sell anything on it. <laughs> but, it's, you know, I, I think also, it also depends send on out how, an email like once a up. century. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing like that. That's one of the, one of my social media things is like consistency, both yeah. in timing and content. Yeah. What you make, like you've got a very clear brand of what you do, like you shoot. Mm -hmm amazing photos of, mm -hmm. of, of really good looking people on, on, <laughs> on the beach. Mostly that's mostly. how I think. <laughs> yeah. Accurate. <laughs> um, and, and that's your consistency in that. And like social media comes and goes, uh, any platforms can, you know, pop up and disappear, but mm -hmm. the newsletters, the email addresses, like an mm -hmm. adult person, how often do you change your email address? Yeah, true. Probably well. not, not a lot. Right. No. Um, so yeah, that's the importance of, of email marketing. Um, God, I could talk for hours about all this, but yeah. <laughs> but you go very in-depth in your book, like essentially someone could read it yeah. and really have exactly what they need to do if they put in the work to kind of develop Yeah, something. so the, the disclaimer of, on at the start is like, if you are in a niche and the importance of that niche is because when people search on Google, they need to be able to find you. Like you don't want to compete with, um, for, to, to use you as an example, mm -hmm. like, you shouldn't write a, a guide or like make a blog post or a series of content that's like how to take good photos mm -hmm. uh, what you could do is how to work with models on the beach or like how to take good photos on the beach gotcha. you, you thin down the the search results and the search volume to something that is still big enough to have enough traffic that you can monetize that traffic mm -hmm. but not so big that you won't be able to compete with you know big big blogs and and brands that have put a lot of money behind um behind their SEO, uh, like you'll find big names like Scott Kelby and Peter Hurley, like dominating all those big general um, search terms for photography. But the more mm -hmm. niche things are very 
easy to 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 get um good numbers in like how to oh, what, what is one of my other ones like pretty much any time loss related search term I've, I've got good good um mm. good hits on but like one of the examples i use is like best lunch spots in london uh, as a google search term has like 650 million search results even though there's not that many restaurants i believe in london <laughs> <laughs> but best vegan lunch spots in london has like 20 million results oh. so if you're in a niche maybe think about niching down as in going more niche or niching up if you're too niche because that's another issue like if if there just isn't enough traffic like you know i've made videos about hyperlapse which i said is this you know niche thing i can make like how to hyperlapse from a helicopter which is actually a content i made hmm. it's very few views because it's so dang niche yeah uh, but how to hyperlapse in itself is niche enough um you know it's on that right level to, to still have traffic that you can then that you can then catch you know you give them something again value you give them a freebie we call it a lead magnet or a mm-hmm. um uh i forget the other words for it but everyone calls it something else i call it lead magnets yeah I, it's I, a potential yeah. lead and you, and you hook them in with a with a freebie like you could give away a set of a preset pack mm-hmm. for lightroom like my favorite golden hour inspired mm-hmm. um things and and one of one of mine was a, a, a one-page tutorial on how to hyperlapse and that got me like 850 subscribers to my newsletter at the time yeah wow um, just from a pdf because people and that was under a video already that they'd watched so it's like the interest there is 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 high people want that free valuable stuff and then mm. you can hook them uh with an interesting sales offer uh, later on mm. it's so interesting all of this stuff i really dig it <laughs> i just don't have the time yeah, to do it but i'm like oh it's fascinating but and all, but like so what you're feeling is how i felt it's like oh my god i know i can do this i know mm-hmm. i have mm-hmm. knowledge that's valuable enough and experience and i know i can maybe i can hire people to do this but like i don't know where to start and mm-hmm. because of that feeling that was so frustrating for years mm-hmm. uh, which i explained like the whole first chapter of the book is like this big waffle about all these elements all these things that happened in my life that triggered me to eventually compile everything but um that's why I wrote the book mm-hmm. because I know if I'm as frustrated and as clueless and as lost, then I know there's going to be thousands of other people like that. Uh, and that, and literally that's why I wrote mm. the book to help others, obviously to make money myself as well. Like let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> I made it to, to generate more passive income. income. <laughs> um, but the, the feedback on it has been so good and it's yeah. so motivating to read people leaving reviews, like without me even asking, they're just like, wow, this wow. is really like, given me a, a boost in, in motivation and clarity mm-hmm. and now I know where to start and people are saying because I can see they're all trackable links I can see when people are clicking on um you know how to like to set up um like a Canva account for example to help people with like how to create graphics or, or mm-hmm. social media content um and it just keeps happening people buy the book and then they go and follow the the to-do list in there because it gives you like an actionable oh. step-by-step that's cool. each chapter is like do if you do this right now like if you read the book and you do all the to-do things by the end of the book you have pretty much built yourself a whole wow. ecosystem um yeah. and i can i can track that because of those links in the in the, the yeah it's i i've short made short links with uh tracking in it but yeah oh, it's um because cool. there's so much yeah, like it, it, noise out there and like you know if if you're creative and you want to do something like this there's mm. so many like gimmicky online courses now and it's like of just people who are so you know you can't really well. trust and you know yeah like yeah. i signed up for one course which was by a very big reputable company it was like a thousand bucks or mm-hmm. something this was a while ago and um 
like I watched it, but like I was so let down because the videos were, I don't know, some of them were like four minutes long and then this and it's like they kind of tell you what to do, but like yeah, don't fully they and don't you're like, it away because and then you're just in the Facebook group and there's just like I can see, but you'd really have to, I don't know, it just wasn't enough. Yeah. I guess you could say it wasn't. It's demoralizing and you're yeah. like, uh, is it really only possible for the people that have that? incredibly like almost toxic hustle energy and like mm. that's the opposite of what i <laughs> wanted to achieve with this um mm. i am i i don't like that um work till you drop attitude obviously do that when it's when it's needed but that constant 24 7 mm -hmm. gary v style energy 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 go 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 mm -hmm. leads to burnouts mm -hmm. <laughs> which i just had another mini burnout um, <laughs> because of a lot of issues but um it's like what's the point of, of doing all that if you're if you're working too hard to enjoy anything and, and then you've got time off and you mm -hmm. just like yeah um so find something that's sustainable and 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 fun to do and like be realistic as well like i i don't expect anyone that buys that book or that follows that guideline to start making thousands a week or like you know those ads that you see, like sponsored uh, stories or whatever. Makes six figures in this super <laughs> annoying e-commerce. Yes, e I know them gurus. all. I've signed up to like There's all their email things the... just to see what they're doing. It's like, and they're all so scammy. It's they gross are. and dirty. They're like mm -hmm. six figures a day, six figures a week, and I'm like, yeah, that's your sales, buddy. Show mm. me your profits. Mm. You're showing me stats <laughs> from your Shopify. I know what I know the st I know what you're showing me. Where are your margins? Like, what are you actually making? You're selling cheap shit from China mm. um, to clueless people mm -hmm. with a lot of issues and a lot of stuff involved that you're not talking about. The not fun mm. parts of like people complaining and shipping issues and warehouse issues and quality yeah. control issues. Not helpful. All of this trash. And in the end, what are you doing? You're putting more junk out into the world mm. for what? Getting, getting. Oh, it's it's so shit. I hate it. At <laughs> yeah. least what I sell and what you sell as well is valuable. Like people mm -hmm. use that to make things or to improve their lives or or to speed up their their creative process or their workflows or whatever. Mm. But to peddle cheap shit for too much money, that's mm. just yuck. And mm -hmm. then they sell a course about how to do that for yes. two and a half thousand dollars. What's in that course? <laughs> There's nothing in that course that you yeah, can't find it's online. All just if you put in the fly. time to yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh yeah, I, oh, that's a whole other episode. This whole e-commerce stuff. I know. Yeah, I want to do like an expose <laughs> about <laughs> about those kinds of things, but I'll probably get threatened because get into a Joe bad. Rogan type like conversation. About all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I guess now with the change between, uh, you know let's say one or two years ago when you used to do all of your commercial work versus now and doing mm -hmm. all of this kind of creative and passive income, what are you enjoying more? Like, is this kind of how you intended for your career to go or is it a pleasant surprise? Like, yeah. It's, yeah, good question. And something I think about a lot because I used to have plans and, and, and timelines for my life where I think like, oh, I'll, you know, by the time I'm 30, I'll be doing this or... <laughs> I never expected to live in Australia for six years. Mm -hmm. And when I was there, I never expected to live in London for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. Will I go back to Australia? Very likely. Um, my, you know, maybe something pops up. Maybe we'll move to another city. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I don't not have that. Not for a while. Long, <laughs> long, exactly. Not, not right now. No. <laughs> I don't have like a specific long-term um, 
plan anymore because you know life's thrown me too many curveballs to to lock down a solid plan i only i only recently have like a five-year plan of like what i what i see my business doing and mm -hmm. in short it's just sell every bit of knowledge that i have mm -hmm. and, and make it easier for people to to do what i do um mm -hmm. and for people telling me that oh but then you're you, you know you're shooting yourself in the foot because they, they'll take your work well first yeah. of all I don't want to do crazy hectic time-lapse work for the rest of my life mm -hmm. um where what i see myself doing still is working for really cool clients with really cool people mm -hmm. on really cool projects like what i did with sam evans and sam tran he was running this shoot for the launch of the s20 uh series of phones last year mm -hmm. and i was part of that for the time-lapse and the hyperlapse stuff working with people i love for products that i love um on a big global scale like yes that was cool we killed ourselves like on that project no sleep but really awesome mm -hmm. what i don't want to do is like do stuff that i don't want to do and yeah. I'm, i know that sounds incredibly privileged um no I, I i've get worked it. hard and after years and I've years in the industry to, yeah yeah exactly 100%. plus my lower back can't handle that anymore <laughs> i have a full um, shoulder injury <laughs> it's like from 10 years yeah of look like it's <laughs> you know we're getting old man we're getting old oh, um, don't remind me where but like where do i want to be is yeah i just i just want to make things that people like mm -hmm. i've been doing youtube since 07 as i said earlier i want to mm. keep doing youtube until the day i die mm -hmm. i like sharing the the, the planet's odd behaviors you know mm -hmm. to go back to the core of, of what i do it's time-lapse photography mm. i shot uh four let me check real quick what's the number here four and a half thousand images yesterday of like really cool looking snow clouds blowing through the city um, just from our balcony here. I've been doing that for 11 years now, I think. Mm -hmm. It still excites me the same amount. And that yep. tells me it'll, I'll keep feeling that the same way for, for years to come. So I want to keep doing that. But to be able to do that and to be able to live in a, in a you know, nice place with a view, like we, we got very lucky with our current flat, you need to be able to, you know, pay all that. So mm -hmm. um, you got to be smart about money. And for mm -hmm. me, that is, yeah, making things that people like creating stuff of value like video courses or ebooks or, or print books now as well mm -hmm. um and and it's i, I love what i do because it's such a wholesome thing like i started live streaming recently hence this whole <laughs> this fancy setup with the lights <laughs> and stuff but it's been i was skeptical i was like i'll have five people watch my stuff right yeah. despite having quite a few followers We're like who's gonna watch in their right mind who's gonna watch me edit five thousand images uh -huh. um but turns out a lot of people <laughs> really not a ton but like we've had like peak peak viewers on the on the best stream was like 80 people or 85 people tuning in nice. on average is like 40 to 50 ish people but that's people from all over the world just tuning in yeah and i'm just like i'm drinking some beers i'm talking about what i love and then i'm doing a surprise giveaway all of a sudden i'm tweaking the here's the a free setup book every week to, <laughs> yeah i mean I've, I've been giving away time-lapse software and i will be doing oh, merch nice. giveaways and because i started i started a merch line recently yeah. after, after years of wanting one that's fun giving away books and and just editing stuff but the the core of it is like we, we watch time-lapse stuff i was like here's mm -hmm. this week's time-lapse footage here's what i shot and then chats like going off and people asking questions and and it's again it's this it's this niche of of time-lapse a niche is always mm. good and that something i realized as i went and one of the biggest mistakes of my career before um i doubled down on time lapse is thinking that time lapse photography was too niche mm -hmm. to create content about like mm. in-depth niche content about time lapse i was like there's no way people are interested enough if i didn't hadn't done that if i would have gone ahead with making this niche content i would have been mm -hmm. 
much bigger and I would have been able to do much more by now, uh, you know, when it comes to selling courses and, and, and ebooks and stuff. And, and that would have kind of changed the path of my career probably. But the thing you got to realize is even if you think you're in a small niche, that niche has other people in it. And there's always someone at the top of that niche. Mm -hmm. There's always the biggest fish in that pool or in that puddle or in that ocean of whatever it is that you do. And that's might as well be you, but you got to put in the time and the energy. No one's going to, no one's going to help you. They're like, Hey, I, I think you should be the top dog in this fight or whatever you want to call it. It's up to you. So <laughs> you got to put in the time you have that vision. You got to work for it, yeah. put in the energy. Yeah. And with this whole passive income thing, which goes alongside with all that, something like a disclaimer is it takes time and energy and effort to set it up. But once it's set up, it's, you know, it's pretty easy to keep it, keep mm. it rolling. Um, Absolutely. But you have, you got to commit to it and you got to realize that you can do it. Um, yeah. Too many people stop there. They're like, no, I don't think it's for me or whatever. I don't yeah. think I can do that. You made I never a thought I'd be able to, you know, oh. do this, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. You made a good point earlier when you were um, back saying that, you know, people were telling you why give away this information. People will just take your jobs at the stuff. Um, you know, like I'm a very strong believer in there's plenty to go around. Like, you know, people who live in that fear of people taking their work and stuff. Uh, I mm. definitely don't think they should. But um, I also think that, you know, as myself and you who have been doing this a long time, you like once you get to kind of the end and you're ready to pivot into the next thing, I think you really lose that preciousness and it's kind of like like now I'm kind of changing my career into something else. It's like I'll give away anything. Ask me anything. I'll tell yeah. you how I do it. I'll tell you know like yeah. you know I feel like you lose that you know scarcity mindset. I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah. But kind of thing and it's you're just like happy to share because yeah. why not? Totally. And also someone else is going to share it anyway. Yeah. That's true. Like if you don't share it, someone's gonna someone's gonna walk away with those people that are googling how to shoot photos in bright, harsh sunlight on a mm -hmm. reflective That's white true. sandy beach. Like it's not like I'm the only person in I the world doing up that, that well. Like, super super neat <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but like you know, I the 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 hyperlapse thing. I refused to make to share my knowledge about that initially mm -hmm. because it took us a while to figure out. Uh, it came from like it, it it's been around for for decades, but it went viral because of some Russian guy called Zvaitsvai on Vimeo who was making these cool hyperlapse videos and no one knew how to do it and he wasn't sharing any of his knowledge, understandably, because he was like one of the first ones to do it like, mm -hmm. in a really cool way. We figured it out on this time-lapse forum at the time, a um, bunch of us just shooting and, and trying stuff out and, and testing After Effects stabilizers and this and that. Eventually, we figured it out. I was like, there's no way I'm going to share this. Like, it's special. And it was, obviously, and it still mm -hmm. is very special. Um, so I didn't share how I did it. And then all of a sudden I'm on YouTube and I see someone made a freaking how to hyperlapse video. And it's got 250,000 views and his channel's blown up from it. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> he, he's just shared everything I know about it. And that could have been me. So yeah, this scarcity mindset, this like protecting your knowledge, it is relevant still in a lot of industries like, or, or in, in creative sectors or, or genres. But beware that other people will figure it out and share it as well mm. so like how do you how do you protect that and like how do you protect yourself and your career and stuff and for me it was like i need to i need to start not just having my work as something that people like mm -hmm. but also myself mm -hmm. uh as i'm sure you you're aware of like when you start vlogging or you make youtube videos 
people not only are attracted to what you create, but they're also attracted to you as a person, as a personality, mm-hmm. as as a human. Mm-hmm. And that's so valuable. And that's why I, I now sell t-shirts and hats to people from all over the world. It's just like yeah. they want to have a piece of the of the of the Matt Joes of the whole time warper brand of the of the story because they like the person. And I mean, I'm wearing a shirt from um, Clothing the Gap because I love what they do mm-hmm. because I just want to support the, the cause, support the story and all that. Um, mm-hmm. I've got merch from like Fairy Little Peach. My friend Sean wears the t-shirt. She made the best t-shirt ever. Like I want to support the person, the creator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love what they do, obviously. Like the art they make is great, but also I want to support the creator. So. Mm. But that's tricky for a lot of people, like people that are introverted or that aren't, um, maybe being introverted doesn't have anything to do with it, but people that don't have confidence maybe mm-hmm. on camera or the technical skills to do stuff like that. Um, I mean, that's why it's good that technology evolves so rapidly and like Instagram stories are fantastic for for helping people with that because it's such a low, uh, low bar to get into, like just mm-hmm. hold the button on the screen and talk a little bit or like at least show show them something you don't have to show your face all the face all the time but yeah it helps um to to not only show your work but also the the creator behind Mm. it i think absolutely yeah no i definitely share that view as well and i mean you see all of these influencers out there and they have such big engaged followings because they're sharing themselves genuinely sort of thing and you become attached to the person and want to see what they're doing today and you know this and that and like as weird as it sounds like that's kind of the thought I had to myself the other day I'm like some days I just wish I could literally give up Instagram and just lived a life where I didn't have to rely on my income being in any way derived from whether or not I show up on Instagram but then I'm like Mm -hmm. oh god but it does and it's like you know you just (laughs) what have I done to myself pretty much but it's like to help myself in the career I want, I guess, in this time, like I really should put in the effort to at least show up and kind of like every day, you know, do a little something to kind of have people yeah. engaged. Like, you know, and I've been very slack on that because, you know, it's been a shit show of the last two years. Like, I don't know if you know this, but I'm now a mum. So it's like my time. I know, I know. I was going to ask, <laughs> like, you've had a bit of a life change with a, with a human. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And that's so it's a like, bit of a responsibility. I just couldn't be fucked and I don't have the time. So yeah. it's like, I'll post, you know, my post, but you know, the engagement on that yeah. shit. And then I'm like, I know, <sighs> I know exactly how you feel. And especially so when I, I had my, my mini burnout a couple of weeks back, mm. um, I uninstalled the Instagram app and, and it's really, I always knew this, but you're totally in denial. And I'm sure it's not just you and me. I think everyone that we know from like the Australian influencer scene over the last, you know, how long has it been? Like five plus years now mm. i feel like a lot of people are, are feeling that like was this the right decision some of them have been very smart uh and will be able to just pull out and, and withdraw from that mm-hmm. but the vast majority i think that have been chasing this this dragon of of, of fame and money i guess mm-hmm. I, I haven't uh, achieved enough money to be able to to do that so yeah you're kind of stuck in this loop um and that that fear or that that anxiety about that is another big driver for me to just be really smart with what I do and how I make money. Yeah. As opposed to, like, I mean, I, I still do the old sponsored posts. I'm working on something with Adobe now, but I really don't want to do, um, you know, sponsored posts after sponsored posts and have mm. that be my. Well, source I've never of done a sponsored post. 
Never no once. Way. It's yeah, it's just no one's ever asked me to be honest. I probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's just never been a thing that I've done. Like I I guess as far as a creator goes, like I've never really fit enough in the niche of like YouTuber or someone that someone will pay me to mm-hmm. promote their you know tech or anything and i'm obviously not doing the fashion like sponsorships or anything Mm. so yeah that's never been a part of my um you know instagram world and i kind of wish it had been in some way but yeah i've just never experienced that side so mine's just more like i guess getting exposure for clients who then see my work and book me yeah so yeah that that i i mean i kind of always assume that your your main source of income is just commercial work and and working with mm. well not anymore. all these what is it labels or, or or designers or so what are you doing now if, if you well, don't mind me asking my main source of income is the app believe it or not yeah which I'll that's show epic you know, like, holy shit it's a that's wild so cool. ride <laughs> it's crazy yeah but you know this probably yeah. isn't the time to go full into it right now i'll tell you later but um i can i can i can we can do a podcast whenever i start mine up again like i, I do want to interview sure. fellow creators on my new youtube channel which is the business side of things so i've got my mm-hmm. first channel which is all about creativity and, and time lapse and, and tutorials and photography the other channel that i started a few weeks back is going to be business fellow creators how you make money how do you find clients how to price projects this and that mm-hmm. insurance for gear travel blah blah, blah. yeah that's going to be that so i'd love to have you on that uh in the sure. near future hopefully to talk about the app because do I think about making an app about time lapse? Yeah, every day. Mm. <laughs> do I know where to start? No, no, no idea. Do I need <laughs> know what I would do with it? No idea. Yeah. Do I think about making custom plugins for Lightroom to speed up the editing all the time? Oh um, my god, can you do that? So, well, I found a couple that. of <laughs> Lightroom yeah. Lightroom developers recently online, but one of them hasn't replied. The other one I haven't reached out to yet. But yeah, that is a thing that you can you can do. That's um, a great idea. Is develop that. custom plugins. Um, so yeah, that's a smart idea. Much to think about. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, the app space from you know what I've found out about it is it's an amazing space with so much potential. Is definitely the future mm-hmm. as well. But yeah. it's very you're either like the top one percent or like the non-existent ninety nine percent from what I've gathered. Yeah. <laughs> like you're either making it and doing it well, or it's just. Mm-hmm down in the dumps i don't know yeah. it's kind of a but weird so yours is doing place. yours is doing well then it sounds like <laughs> surprisingly look I that's awesome man. That's so i cool. like i i praise the lord every day and i'm not even religious <laughs> like for <laughs> like praise i me. wish i wish i could uh, um you know write out my 10 steps as to how this happened but i think a lot of it was yep. you know right thing at the right time um and it's been very organic so i don't think yep. i could recreate um, what I've done, mm-hmm. but it's definitely proof yeah. in the pudding that if you have a good product, it's easy to use and it's accessible, yeah. then... And all those things are valuable. Again, that's the key thing that always True. comes back. Value, value, value. Yeah. Um, then, yeah. And that, like, if I, can, if I can drive home one thing, again, that people need to realize, it's that if you can provide people, be it a handful or more, with something of value, you will be able to make money from it. Mm-hmm. You just got to have the system to, mm-hmm. and the clarity to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> well, I'm give excited us to interview you about the app. Oh, so. <laughs> I hope I can, it'll be a one-minute conversation. <laughs> I'm sure I got some things to say. Um, but tell me quickly, like, so you, on the surface level, professional time lapser, YouTuber, what are your yep. various streams of income? 
Like how many do you have? What are they? Give us some examples. Good question. So I made a video. I want to make a new video about this, but I made one recently. Like how, or I guess years ago is what I meant. Um, and I need to make a recent one. How do I make money as a time-lapse photographer? Mm-hmm. First of all, imagine there's no pandemic. I would be, you know, spending, uh, how much would I do? Like maybe two commercial works a month, mm-hmm. like two commercial projects or, or pieces of work a month for a client, be it for uh, some sort of an event or as part of a campaign or um, part of a, for a documentary or whatever. I would be doing commercial time-lapse work where I'm charging a daily rate or a project rate or a fee uh, for a client where I literally go and shoot time-lapses and I edit those time-lapses and I deliver high-resolution, high-quality video files. Mm-hmm. That would be the main source of income. Mm-hmm. Then um, some of it would be licensing uh, where... I have my existing work online mm. and people see that and like, we want to use that clip or like they're looking mm, for. That's such a great little you know, passive income too. Glad you said that. Yes, but such I am far from specialized in it. And I used to yeah. have an agent that did all my, you know, rates and negotiations and then he left that job and now I don't have anyone. And it's not a, it's not a big focus for me anymore, but it is mm-hmm. nice. Like I've had mm-hmm. a, you know, I did a project once with a big, big tech company and they paid what was it 18,000 as like the project fee Australian dollars mm-hmm. um, to to create this video or, or this this thing and then another country's division of that brand or that company wanted to use a still from that and then that netted me like another 6,000 just for one licensing photo. That. for that <laughs> photo for that banner or that billboard so even though I don't do much of it if you're working with the right clients and you're aiming and you you've you put yourself out there as you know professional enough and, and have an agent that deals with licensing costs or whatever or negotiates um you can make you know a ton of money with licensing mm-hmm. but also that isn't something that i focus much on uh same with like uh stock sales mm. stock you know photos videos i don't think it's worth it for me to get into that it's an experiment i wanted to do this year but then obviously you know i've got sidetracked um the rates on stock licensing websites for like 8k time-lapse footage are abysmal i mean there's right, okay. good ish but i don't think it's worth my time to do that mm-hmm. besides besides uh the commercial time-lapse work then uh, and i'm thinking like you know three years ago like what was i doing then there would be a lot of social media uh influencer style mm-hmm. posts Sponsored where content? i would yeah where i'd create something but again stuff that is on brand only i'm not you know, and I still get inquiries about like fashion labels and, and creams and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm sure you make a good product, but how the fuck do you think this is relevant to my audience? Um, but I would work, you know, I did a lot of stuff with Canon Australia, you know, mm-hmm. love them uh, to yeah, death. Amazing. Still, uh, really great people, really great products, obviously. I'm very proud to have worked with them so much mm-hmm. uh, over the last few years. It's been tricky to get in contact with Canon UK, sadly, um, despite Surely Canon Australia's have a connect. Efforts. Like, come on. Uh, you'd think so, right? You but would. It's, it has worked out eventually, but it's been That's a lot good. of effort. Um, so thanks, Canon Oz, for, uh, for fixing that. But um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, sponsored posts, um, uh, you know, about could be, could be, you know, software, hardware, whatever, or destinations as well, like influencer trips campaigns, like I did with Tourism Dubai uh, via Lauren Bath. I think that was in like 2015. Very fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh what else was i thinking of yeah like youtube ad money here and there but not a lot like i still to this day i make like maybe 300 us a month from youtube money right. uh, or youtube adsense income which isn't a lot um oh, i had another one that i was gonna but i lost my train of thought so we have commercial work licensing 
the odd stock sale, um, influencing, oh yeah, events, like doing talks or hosting oh, meetups okay. or workshops. I kind of, workshops are kind of different, I guess, but I, mm. I've, I've done a few talks on, you know, at conferences and stuff like that. Something I definitely want to do more of because yeah, I've got enough cool. interesting stories to tell and, and, and photos and videos to show. Uh, so mm. whenever the world opens up again, I'd love to do more of that because mm -hmm. that's just chill as hell. Like you get paid, you know, a couple grand to go fly to a yeah, nice, uh, nice place and talk to people. And, and, and How do you get those opportunities? It's great advertising. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So that's that's part of my five-year plan or whatever. Like I want to move more into that space as opposed to like killing myself at a, at a crazy shoot with crazy hours. Still yeah. want to do that as well, but less. Mm -hmm. um, and then workshops were a bit as well. Not a lot because um, I was like, oh, I'll do workshops, but then it never really happened much. I think I've done on average, maybe like two or three workshops a year. Mm -hmm. Some were with Canon, some were with George's cameras in Sydney. Um, they supported a few. It's something that I could very easily do. It's always like my plan, like my fallback plan, like say everything dries up and I really, I'm strapped for cash. I know I have, uh, I could partner with a camera store here or something, or just organize it myself to do a workshop about time-lapse and make, mm -hmm. you know, a couple grand from that, like maybe every, every few months if I have to do that. But now everything's obviously shifted and now my focus and that's why i told that story of like sydney and, and london and this and that mm -hmm. all those things are besides the licensing um are you know exchanging a finite amount of time for a finite amount of money mm -hmm. and you have to be somewhere i have yeah. to be at a workshop i have to be at an event i have to you know create stuff at a time lapse shoot whereas selling these digital products and having a course or having membership websites uh, where I give people access to special content, like all of my talks I do at conferences, I film and I set uh, them up as unlisted. And there's a whole playlist on, if you're a YouTube channel member, you can watch those. Or if you're a Patreon supporter, uh, you get access to all of my talks, my presentations. Often I record podcasts like this mm -hmm. myself as well. And then I just send them there because then there's no ads and stuff involved. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I shifted now to, if it's not, if it's not a scalable project, if it's not a location independent project, if those aren't two things that are part of it, then I'm not interested in it. Right. So you still have to have cash flow for your business. So I'll still be doing, you know, I'm working on a, on a project now with a big tech brand that will bring in like two grand um, for, you know, a bunch of social media stuff, a bunch. It's a pretty good deal um, for some social media stuff. Mm -hmm. I could say no to that because I could be building out my um, time-lapse video course, but I was like, no, you need that two grand because that's you know that's almost two months of rent um mm -hmm. London's expensive by the way two thousand pounds <laughs> it's like yeah. four thousand australian wow. um but like yeah focus on scalability and location independence is, mm -hmm. is where i'm at now uh and i'll take on the odd job if it's a fun job mm -hmm. and again this is a very very privileged position to be in mm -hmm. um to be able to say those kinds of things to, to say no to work uh, yeah. i know a lot of people struggle to get any work um, mm -hmm. but yeah again hopefully the book i wrote and the and the guide or, or that guide i wrote helps people to to break free from the um time for money game you know work smarter not harder is kind of the gist of it mm. um and that's and that's exciting and it's it's working because people are like you know creators and in, in, in from all over the world like belgium toronto they tell me like man I, I read it and it's really like motivated me so much to to think about what I do differently and like long-term plans. And I've started making this and that and mm. very few of them follow through. And I write about that in the book as well. Like the fact that you're reading this book right now means you're doing more than 99% of everyone else. Um, but it does take more time and more energy than you think to set it all up. But once it's really set up, yeah. it's golden.
yeah, it's definitely a lot of work. <laughs> I wish I had the time to do stuff like that, but maybe one day <laughs> I'll get it back. Yeah, but I mean, you maybe know, you can delegate. Right. You can, you can, or or just split it up and be like, all right, I'm going to work in ten minute increments, mm. and then just write down like the way I started with with my first book, because and that's something I postponed for so long. The t- the ultimate mm-hmm. time lapse guide. It's called mm-hmm. everything I know about time lapse. It's like, fuck, where do I begin? The basics of time lapse. Like, no, just write down like um the 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 layout of the book like what's it going to be about like what is time lapse what do you need for time lapse how do you shoot time lapse how do you edit that was step one Mm -hmm. and then i started expanding from there yeah now i've got the i made a second edition it's got 76 chapters now wow 140 a4 pages so if i make it into an a5 it's going to be an enormous enormous book (laughs) um but yeah that started from a from a on a post-it note writing Mm -hmm. down the key key subjects um yeah, you've just got to start. Don't you know, you? compartmentalize it, split yeah. it up, and and just dedicate ten minutes a day, and then you can you can get more done than you think. Um, Very good point, so, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely motivated <laughs> me. I'm gonna have to get your book and have a read for sure. Oh, I was I'll, gonna I'll buy send it, it to you anyway. I'll send you a little um, send you a little link. Um, yeah. for sure. I want the hard copy though. I feel like that's so much. You cooler. can. You can buy it now. Matjoes.com/store. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think leads you to. Um, Actually, tell me quickly while we're here about how did you, like, because that's such a cool thing to, if I ever wrote a book, I'd want to make it a hard copy just because I think that's cooler than yeah, an ebook. Like, how I've done that. How did you self-publish it? So all of my ebooks are self-published mm-hmm. uh, and I started selling them on Shopify first. And, mm-hmm. and then as you just showed, like a lot of people want a hard copy because they're like, I read better from hard copy and people find it so much more valuable as well yeah. if it's in print. So even though the digital version gives you more, there's like bonus chapters and bonus insights they feel like i want something tangible yeah and i get that but like as you'll see there's no like isbn thing or like a barcode at the back this is 100 percent self-published uh, and i used lulu.com oh, which okay. i should have an affiliate link for <laughs> i just realized <laughs> um but lulu.com i mean it's pretty expensive so this book i think sells for actually i don't know if it's 29 or 39 um, usd now it should be more for what's in it Mm-hmm. But the print cost of this book is six and a half, and then there's shipping, uh, which gets added on top. Again, this is the beauty of digital products; you don't have any of that. Mm-hmm. But Lulu.com, uh, L-U-L-U.com, you can it get, gives you a guideline like this is the margins you need, and the and the bleed, and the and the the, the cover, and the fonts you use. So easy to use, wow. so fantastic, and they um, plug it into Shopify, and. Uh, from there on now I have a button on the bottom page of my Kajabi store $29 I can see here mm. um, and it's 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 like drop shipping pretty much they get an order they print it and they ship it so it takes a little bit longer than if I have it stocked at a warehouse which yeah depending on volume I might eventually look into but I don't think it's worth it for now mm-hmm. um, but yeah that's really cool so that it's simple that easy it's, it's, to write and publish it's, your own their book their tagline is publish print prosper they can also help oh. you with getting into f- physical stores and stuff like that They've, oh very they're cool. like the I'm have to look them up i don't know the 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 shopify of of making books i guess um and i've used them just once for this but everything i've seen about them looks good and the reviews are good and the quality of the book's good and i bought a couple of test samples and they were looking good and yeah i mean i have i still the only catch i guess i was like haven't found the catch yet it wasn't a flawless integration with shopify there were some issues that i had to get resolved as far as like um payment the payment process uh, that was linked to 
people buying it from my site didn't automatically go through to Lulu. And then there was other stuff, I think shipping rates that I had to tweak oh, as well. Yeah. And then it, it didn't tell me on my Shopify dashboard, it looked like someone had bought and it was fulfilled a book. And then they messaged like, hey, what's the latest on that book? And I go and check on the Lulu site. And then it was like, oh, you didn't finish this setup. So we're not printing. And I'm like, well, you could have told me that. Oh, <laughs> so that was a little glitch, but um, teething. Yeah. And then I also uh, made an audiobook out of it just one yeah, day. Yeah, that's like, cool. A lot, a lot of people that. are like, I want to. Uh, it's a great idea. I to listen record to my that books yourself. instead of reading. And now, yeah, and now I sell a bundle. So instead of 29 for the print or the digital, you get 39, you get the ebook and the audiobook. So you get the choice. Very smart. Or the audiobook for 19. So yeah, it's, you know, again, digital product. You, you can make so many iterations and versions and, and, and mm. stuff. You're just creating value, really, mm. for yourself. <laughs> so last few questions. What's mm -hmm. uh, next on the cards for you, I guess? What's the future hold? First thing I need to do, and I've been talking about this for years, is make a video course about time-lapse. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing that I'm working on. That's why I bought the Kajabi license, which is mm -hmm. freaking expensive, like yes, two and a half thousand I have it myself, US, actually. I think. <laughs> you have one as well, yeah. Yes, except my course um, is, does not make that much, so I really shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not. I just recorded my live workshop and put it up there. So, you know, that's just... Yeah, I mean, that's a great idea, though. And, like, mm. that's something I should do next time as well. Mm. Um but yeah, so I have, you know, based on my time-lapse book, I have these 76 chapters that I'll film and screen record tutorials, but it's a mountain of work. But yes, all the huge. chapters are listed. I just got to just make it. Um, so once I finish this little commercial bit that I'm doing now with this brand, I'll get to that and get that out there. That should set me up for hopefully the future because I'll be able to mm -hmm. sell that for, I'm thinking like $2.99 because mm -hmm. that's what it's going to be worth. And mm -hmm. then discounted at 200 probably or something like that depending on if there's a sale on or valentine's day special stuff like that <laughs> um besides that i um i want to i want to really really build out the second half of my brand which will be helping other creatives thrive and make more money in a smarter way so there's matthew the time lapser and matthew the uh the, the business creative business guru i don't want to call it that but you know i'm still trying to figure out the name but help helping people and I guess long-term in the end is, again, scalability, location independence, providing mm -hmm. value to people and selling my knowledge and helping others mm -hmm. through uh, digital products. So I don't have to do anything. So I can yeah. just enjoy the view and shoot <laughs> four and a half thousand images of snow clouds. <laughs> <laughs> definitely progressing past your like early stage career of the creativity and all of that stuff and now using your expertise to take it to the next yeah. kind of and stage. Yeah, like still be creative. And I think mm -hmm. long-term, like once we settle wherever it may be, I will be self-funding or like maybe working with cool cool brands to, to do some really cool artsy time-lapse projects, like long-term stuff, stuff with a vision that I would then want to sell in a physical gallery. Um, oh, yeah. But I'm not there right now. Um, mm -hmm. I will be eventually. But that's that's on the cards as well. So yeah, first is time lapse video course simultaneously building out the second half of my brand, which is helping other creatives, and then um, just keep making cool things <laughs> along <laughs> the side. Awesome. That's pretty much that. Yeah. Well, lastly, just I guess any advice you would have for someone probably earlier in their career um, than you are, just on kind of like. I guess, growing their brand or what they should really think about and do and, you know, what would be your advice for them? Be, uh, invest in yourself um, and, and 
don't waste time or money or energy, I guess, uh, chasing something that isn't sustainable. Don't chase having a big following on social media just to have it and to, to flex with it. Mm -hmm. um, make sure that you can provide value to other people because, again, that's it sounds boring now, but that's where it's going to come from. Mm -hmm. uh, and that value can come in all sorts of forms, right? Uh, education, inspiration, arousal, you know, sex sells uh, like crazy. If you look at mm -hmm. OnlyFans, for example, this year. Um, but <laughs> value, you have to... You have to be able to provide people with value. So Absolutely. if you're not there yet, upskill yourself and invest in yourself, time, energy, or money, like buy courses or buy books or buy guides or go to workshops, physical workshops, find a mentor. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mentor people myself because I was kind of mentored earlier on and that's something like I'm paying it back or paying it forward, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, never, never stop learning, I guess, and, and, and keep chasing, um, higher and higher quality uh, mm -hmm. and and be aware that it'll it'll take time to get to places absolutely um, yes nothing you know the, the the examples you see of people going viral and then having a big following like that's not going to happen to you mm -hmm. uh, and if it does uh, it's very unlikely and and you won't have anything to back it up like mm -hmm. nothing sadder than seeing someone go viral on tiktok mm -hmm. to then go check out their profile and see that they don't make anything in that realm at all and they've got nothing to to carry on that momentum of this big viral thing. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, figure out your niche, figure out your skill, keep keep learning, keep educating, keep improving, uh, investing yourself um, in the form of you know it can be anything. But um, yeah, don't think don't take things for granted and and don't think stuff's easy just because it looks easy on social media from other people. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, well, I mean you know, there's so many points here I can make, but I guess if I have to like boil it down to one thing is like, make sure that you can provide value to people yep. and that can only happen if you valuable to people. <laughs> <laughs> and, end. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I mean, I'm sure we could talk for hours, but I'm going to wrap it yeah. up there. Cause I think we've, you know, I've got to go lie down. My back's killing me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it's been yeah, a long a hour, one. everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so I guess thanks for coming thanks along for and me. sharing your knowledge, especially in because this was really business focused, which was awesome because I know it's probably hot topic to a lot of people these days, especially seeing as work has completely changed due to, you know, totally. the pandemic and stuff. And um, yeah, people aren't really working like they used to. Well, they're getting back to it now yeah. in Australia, but you know, that's not everywhere. Yeah, we yeah. still got, you know, uh, it's before, changed. Before you're off, I'll mm -hmm. send you a discount code to put in the in the show notes or the description oh, yes, for people that want to check out the book. That would be um, great. They can check that out. Get okay. a little Bonnie C discount. Sweet. Let's hope someone purchases it. If not, I will do it and give you a sale. That's good. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Well, I will um, talk to you later. Thank you. Sounds good. Bye bye. Well, guys, that's it for today's podcast ep with Matt Joes. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I thought it was really insightful and I really hope you got something great out of that. Um, as he mentioned, we will be giving you a discount code, so please check the description for that so you can pick up his book if you would like to. I will definitely be getting a copy. I think it's going to be super insightful and really helpful for any creative looking to, you know, set up some passive income. So I hope you've enjoyed the app and hopefully I will have another one for you next week. All right. Bye.